0: Hello, everybody. Hi, hello. Hey, hey, hey. My name is Justin Ott.
1: And I am Evan Hahn.
0: And thank you for listening to the first episode of The
1: Atrium Bro Code. That's a fantastic name.
0: What Austin. a fantastic name, huh? Oh, tell us a little <laughs> bit about
1: how you came up with that
0: name. As students at Northwestern Law, you know, given that our primary gathering area in the school is called The Atrium, I kind of wanted to incorporate something subtle, like a subtle Northwestern Law School reference. So I had to incorporate Atrium, right? And then ABC, what's a better, you know, so I'm one of the bros, Evan. I'm the other bro. Yeah, we're the co-bros of the ABC podcast. So just thank you so much for um, taking the time to listen. Um, Just to give you guys a little bit of background of who we are. Um, So I and Evan, both of us are 2Ls, we're second year law students at Northwestern Law. We um, both went to UCLA, um, and, but Evan's uh, journey to getting here or just worldwide perspective is way more interesting than me. Why don't you talk to a
1: little bit about yourself there? Oh, I lived in a lot of different places. Mm. When, I, when I was born, I was born in Korea. Spent my infant years in Michigan, and then seven years in New Zealand, back to Korea, and uh, went to college in LA.
0: And- we didn't interact. Unfortunately, our paths didn't didn't. cross at the time, but hey, here we are now. Me, born in LA, raised in LA, college in LA, now I'm in the Windy City. I love how simple it is. Very simple. (laughs) (laughs) But before we just jump right into this, Evan, what, what are some of the just things you have envisioned for the podcast in these upcoming episodes, seasons, and whatnot?
1: As a first-generation law student, was coming into law school, I had to learn a lot of things on the go, and Same. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had no idea what was going on. And I, I would go on Reddit, I would go on YouTube. Oh, Reddit! Law, these, our law school. Yes. yes, yes. Oh my god. You know, like looking a through people's questions, <laughs> trying to figure out what I'm supposed to expect, mm. and you know, I, I found a lot of serious, very well-written, important pieces of advice. But I also thought, hey, wouldn't it be nice to just get to hear a little bit about what law student life is like in a very kind of toned down, down to earth kind of manner, right? Right. And so, you know, sharing that, um, helping future first generation law students, or or even those who may know, know a little
0: bit about the system, I think it's you Everybody's don't really know the curious. whole the whole yeah. story until you <laughs> dive right in, right? So mm-hmm. yes, I I feel like I'm definitely in the same boat. Um, you know, I think. As a, I'd say on the more quiet, introverted side for the both of us, I think this is a really good opportunity for us to just kind of use the podcast as a sounding board just for our experiences at law school uh, while providing both, you know, some advice, reflections, along with maybe a few, you know, a sprinkle of humorous anecdotes here and there Mm -hmm. just to kind of spice things up. So hopefully, you know, viewers, listeners, Hopefully, viewers in the future, I hope you guys will enjoy um, all of the stories and tidbits that we have uh, provided for you guys. So, any, any closing words before we kind of jump right
1: in? What's that sound? What's that sound? What, what, what sound? I think something's breaking. I think my shell is breaking. <laughs> 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 we're gonna need a. We're gonna need a sound effects for that one. <laughs> okay. Well. well. <laughs> All right, Mr. Editor. <laughs> okay. We're not keeping that part in. <laughs> well, or maybe we are. I don't know. Hey. Yeah.
0: Why not? Why okay. not? But uh, today, uh, for episode one, uh, we thought it would be very pertinent to kind of make this episode about falling into spring semester and kind of detailing. The nuances between both semesters and how to kind of adjust to the spring semester and just advice we have for success and just kind of <laughs> staying sane throughout probably the hardest semester in my opinion. I don't know. What, what do you think,
1: Evan? The hardest semester? Well, I feel like every semester is to some degree the hardest <laughs> semester, the <laughs> semester you're in, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, the past semesters seem a little better in hindsight. What about you? Wow,
0: 1L year. I, I could go on and on about 1L year, but I will say most stressful year of my life. Uh, way more difficult than college, <laughs> but we we got out of it okay. But I do think that spring semester was a, was a different beast in itself compared to fall semester. Really, the only two things I was worried about was getting to know people, be friendly with people, and mm-hmm. just study hard. Whereas for spring semester, there's these whole... Different um, things that you have to juggle, like searching for summer jobs. um, You know, not really knowing where you're gonna be over the summer. Actually, I think that that's been pretty stressful as well. And just being able to pick your own classes is also both a blessing uh, and a curse. Uh, What about you?
1: You couldn't have said it better, (laughs) man. During fall semester, everybody what everybody tells you is just focus on your classes. Mm -hmm. Focus on your classes. Meet some new people ask your mentors about things that you're not sure about. Uh, You're very much a law student and nothing else during your fall semester of 1L, Mm -hmm. but spring semester, just as you said, suddenly the fact that you're gonna be working somewhere after you graduate becomes much more real. And the aspect of networking. I mean, I wish there was like a networking class in 101. Ooh,
0: there is no networking class. But if you stay tuned for a future episode, we'll probably give you a very quick networking mm-hmm. 101.
1: That sounds very exciting. And
0: this is coming from someone who admittedly wasn't the most, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> but like, out there in terms of networking. But I, I, I do think we still have uh, so, some good advice and some good stories to tell uh, as well. Uh, But, you know, I I completely agree with you with spring semester just being its own beast in itself. And I think just one preliminary thing that I want to throw at you is, what is there anything that you wish you could have done differently during specifically one else spring?
1: If I could change something, I would study a little harder, (laughs) of course. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. And I think I would have taken more advantage of um, the networking events that were at school, the panel events. Oh, like, the networking like events. IPALSA,
0: the Asian yeah, the Pacific Student Association. A lot of the Asian. student mm-hmm. orgs
1: were hosting right. different events where attorneys would come in, talk about their practices, mm-hmm. about their law firms, and I could have made more use of that, like, mm-hmm. that seemed to be a valuable resource that I missed.
0: Right, I think while I was actually moderating one of the lunch panels we had earlier this semester, yeah. it seemed that a lot of the panelists did a really good job of you know attending those those panels. And I, I too uh, wish that I kind of put myself out there a little bit more, not necessarily like for getting a certain job or whatever, but really just to kind of get practice in just talking to attorneys, putting myself out there, being more comfortable with myself in a, mm-hmm. in conducting myself in a professional setting. I think that would have been extra good practice um, heading into recruiting for 2L year, like pre-OCI, OCI, etc. But of course, we will definitely cover that more, honestly, in episode two. <laughs> but I, I would say that that is
1: one um, sentiment that I definitely share uh, with you there. Another one of the challenges that during 1L year, I hear a lot of people talking about Transactional versus litigation. Mm. And so yes. how, how were you on that question when you were coming into law school? And uh, what were some things that helped you kind of decide which way you wanted to go?
0: You know, that that, 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 that is a tale as old as time, that question, huh? Mm-hmm. It's like the first thing they ask when you're applying to school in the first place, it feels like. I would say this, you know, I, majoring in econ in undergrad, the phrase transactional just kind of from the jump made a bit more sense to me. hmm Because it kind of aligned more with what I studied and what I was potentially interested in, like business, corporate, law, those types of transactions. Um, But I would say that my interest in litigation did grow a bit during school, like being able to write a memo, write a brief. I, I did find the research and writing aspect to actually be more fruitful than I had previously thought of. Um, So I think that actually made my decision harder. And I think that actually was a blessing in disguise because it led me to actually just focus on litigation during the first summer, something that I I would have never considered heading into school. I thought I would just be one and done, like transactional, and then I'm out of here. But Mm -hmm. I think, like, some people just know off the bat. They know they want to do litigation off the bat. They're going to do moot court, all that stuff. Like, they're just locked in, right? Mm -hmm. Some people don't want to touch that, right? But honestly, like, with the... With school, I think it made it a bit harder. So I think talking to attorneys about the practices is really what kind of led me back to my original plan, I guess you could say, hearing directly from the source itself, right?
1: I feel like that's a very precious experience you had, and you get to be a little flexible and be a little experimental, and you have to try things out right? to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. You said you did some litigation work in your 1L summer. I don't think you would have expected that you would be doing litigation no at same, right? <laughs> not <It's>, at all <laughs> but it was very it was fun it was fun I liked it a lot and I'm sure that kind of experience also helped you kind of decide ultimately whether you were gonna to go to a transactional or litigation exactly work. exactly yeah how right. about you though, right. how about you I did work uh, part-time at a small IP law office I guess coming in I was aware that there are like people suing each other all the time in america there's a lot of you know money or like a lot of prestige around that space but i just really like that kind of small office vibe where you know everybody's kind of chill with each other having fun but also doing some serious important work Mm -hmm. i very quickly realized that uh litigation was not my cup of tea was it a bit
0: contentious for lack of a better term
1: well like i i don't know um I just didn't find it as interesting Mm, i guess uh i think during 1l year fall i was surprisingly surprised that Mm. um law school studies were not really reminding me of what i experienced at that small office right right so Uh there was a little bit of a oh yeah this is like i'm studying the law Mm -hmm. i'm studying people suing each other Mm -hmm. Whereas when I was in the law office, it was just about you know somebody came in, they want help, maybe getting a patent, they want help, you know, with their trademark. We just provide that help, mm. and there isn't that kind of adversarial sense that's going on.
0: Right, and you know, what else is basically all litigation focused, even contracts. Mm-hmm. That's all disputes. <laughs> it's <laughs> not. Oh, can you help me with, you know, structuring X transaction, structuring X merger or whatever. It's like these people do not want these contracts enforced for whatever reason. then they're going to court to try to, you know, make that (laughs) a reality, you know. So even that like contracts, which seems more like a possibly a transactional course, it it was not. And I thought that would be my favorite class heading into school. Uh And and it was not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What was your favorite class? And
0: like, why did you like it? Oh, my favorite class was civil procedure. Oh, yeah. Yes. A surprise. You're looking at me. like, Are are you crazy? (laughs) I I assure you, I'm not. I'm not. Um, I would say the reason why I liked civil procedure a lot was because it just felt like a logical puzzle. Mm-hmm. um i think being able to kind of evaluate the forest as a whole i'm sure like people say this all the time don't look at the trees look at the whole forest right but it really rings true for CivPro. like being able to evaluate each stage of a civil lawsuit it's all about applying like seeing a fact pattern. like for personal jurisdiction for example like just being able to match the facts and then based on that like see how oh how does this apply to the rules like it just felt the most like a puzzle to me as opposed to uh, property. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> property was different. But yeah, yeah. That that was my experience with, with CivPro. And that that it's, did also like as I mentioned, there were some classes that like kind of made me interested in litigation. That was that was one of them. Mm-hmm. But I think the the tools that you learn from these classes can apply to both, even if they do lean more lit or litigation focused.
1: Do you feel like, you know, you're liking civil procedure as opposed to property, do you think that kind of shaped or informed how you were going to pick your classes in 2L year?
0: As corny as it sounds, it was fun just learning it for learning's sake. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think once I narrowed it down that I was going to do like follow the transactional path, that's how I kind of laid down the course like planning for 2L year, just trying to get as educated as possible on a variety of different transactional focus classes helping me prepare for what I'm about to experience a couple of years down the line um that's
1: smart yeah program, and, and, because... and le-
0: less 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 stressful environments because I think the more like Sidpro 1 you know all in all was a fun experience for me but once you get into other litigation courses Sidpro 2 I, I, I definitely wouldn't be enjoying my <laughs> law school experience as much I think I was very happy with just um dipping my toes and then just kind of getting out of there what about uh, you? What was so what, what was your mentality kind of heading into choosing classes? Even for one all Spring, what, what was your kind of game plan there?
1: One of the uh, blessings that we have going to Northwestern as as our as first years is that we get to pick up two electives in our one all Spring semester. I just picked what I thought I would be interested in. Mm. That was pretty much the only criterion I used. I didn't research about how the professor teaches, whether they do cold calls... Or, like, how people generally feel about the courses either. Right. I didn't even bother to ask other people because... Oh, trust me. I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> there aren't, like, a hundred different choices you can choose. Yeah, there's, from. like, a dozen or so, right? Yeah. yeah. And they're all pretty different. By the time I was selecting my 1L electives, I was pretty sure that I wanted to work in a transactional area. Right. So okay. I wanted to take business associations. Mm-hmm. That was one of my electives. Right. Um, it's one of the electives... One of the courses that you need to take in order to take all of these other business-related courses. It is definitely a building block type of course. And yeah. I think
0: vast, not vast, but definitely a majority take a BA at Northwestern, I would say. Almost a requirement.
1: And I think, think in general, it's like a good strategy to knock out some classes that are going to be foundational mm-hmm. and are going to allow you to take other classes in, in your 2L year. Exactly. So one of the courses was business associations. The other one was privacy law. That one was just because of personal curiosity mm. and it sounded I, very interesting it was very interesting i, I was, really
0: liked i it. was the only reason why i didn't take it uh-huh. was because i saw on the student org how to choose you know courses for one of spring it oh, said yeah, they have they like did that, have right? that for a pulsa mm-hmm. and I, I the only thing i took away from it was oh the professor cold calls two to three times like see you later (laughs) i'm out of here i don't need that stress even though honestly cold calls are really not a big deal i think even though our section in general really didn't get cold called like that other than one class which again somehow i dodged i was just i didn't like getting called i didn't like the pressure of like randomly being like told hey i know you did your reading so like let's let's recount it now in second second year it doesn't it doesn't matter at all. But I think even when I was spring, I think the fear of cold calling never truly went away for me. So I think that's kind of why I dodged classes like privacy there.
1: Property played a big role in shaping how we feel about As, cold calling, especially
0: since it was such a stark contrast to not getting cold called in any other class, really. Yeah,
1: yeah I, you know, I totally it's a very
0: it's it's one thing if he was the property professor was the only one who cold called in, it was a normal cold calling system. It was not. And if you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> ev- 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 just for nervous. the listeners
1: that might not know what a cold call is, a cold call is, blah. a cold call is basically when a professor randomly calls out a student to respond to their questions. Sometimes the thing is it's not just one question.
0: It, it can be for <laughs> certain classes, for certain styles, but for...
1: For a property that yeah. we're like talking about right now. It was how long would it be? Like See, half a class?
0: Uh, some people were very lucky and they got to talk for the entire class. Or <laughs> how if, or if they started midway through one class and the professor wasn't really done, you got to go again to start the next class. <laughs> so yeah, quite stressful. I, I distinctly remember my professor sniping everyone one by one, sitting around me, to my left, to my right. One of my good friends, shout out to JP, was on my right, got sniped when Professor wasn't having his uh, best day ever. (laughs) And I was like, oh, glad that wasn't me. And people behind me were getting sniped. And I would, like, by the end of the semester, I'm like, Professor, please just call me. I I can't stand this waiting (laughs) game anymore. And he never did. You were one of the few
1: survivors. Uh, I wouldn't
0: really call it surviving because I felt the gut feeling in my stomach, like, oh, this is finally the day. I felt that from late august to early december and it was (laughs) not fun not fun at all
1: i will say that i think it also depends on personality type like Mm -hmm. whether you know how you feel about cold calling and yeah Yeah. as i
0: clearly have stated not the biggest fan (laughs) yeah i like the lower stakes type of deal like in our in our criminal law class Mm -hmm. that that was very nice knowing ahead of time when you're going to be called Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a softball type see that helped ease me and evan i think into law school yeah Uh, those are fun times right
1: you're right those are fun times (laughs) yeah you raised a good point about one of the elements we could be thinking about as we're choosing our courses Mm -hmm. what is the teaching style like right because
0: you know if you want to do well personally I, i i'm a firm believer that being able to kind of like bounce off your professor's style and being comfortable in class, depending on your personality, I think that was big for me. And that's mm-hmm. what kind of led me to choosing my two classes for one L Spring. And honestly, like be, like knowing that I'll go to class and not dread a certain aspect of it.
1: That kind of thinking about what the class style is gonna be like mm-hmm. was important for me when I was picking my two L courses. Exactly, right? Courses for this semester as well, because although you know sometimes participation is part of your grade if there if you are in a class where you're going to get cold called or expected to be able to answer all sorts of questions then i prepare more for that class if every class that i'm taking requires that level of attention Mm. that's going to be a lot of work that's a lot of stress as well Yes, am i right so there's this kind of balancing that happens maybe there are a few classes that require me to be ready for cold calls, mm-hmm. whereas it's really relieving and nice when I have a bunch of other classes that don't do that at all.
0: Exactly. And I guess you're right. It is a balancing act because if you fall too far to the other end of the spectrum where you take all chill classes and <laughs> you, you, you don't feel that like fire up your butt, like, oh, I kind of need to, you know, step it up a little bit. Right. So it, it might be nice to just kind of have one. Uh, th- this is more for um, second year and beyond, but it might be nice to just kind of have one class that might just like keep you accountable, mm-hmm. whereas the rest you can kind of relax.
1: In a certain sense, feels like a very complicated optimization algorithm. It really
0: is, and to boil it down to like your one off spring, we already have so much else going on in your mind. We feel it's it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I, I, like you, Evan, I, I, I still was leaning transactional, even though I grew an interest in, in litigation. So that's why I also took business associations. But Remedies was the optimal choice for me there, too, for just really everything that I've mentioned. Um,
1: and it's also one of the classes, one of the topics that we're going to be tested on on the bar exam, oh, right?
0: Yeah, we will. Oh, I have a lot to say about that. Not today, <laughs> though. <laughs> but yeah, I think that is definitely another that's on the back of our minds like taking the California bar just being able to choose some classes that are also tested that weren't our 1L required classes um, just so that when you start studying for the bar um, over the summer you're not overwhelmed with learning evidence for example Mm -hmm. uh, for the first time on top of recalling everything you learned from first year which at that point will be quite a while ago so yeah, that that's just yet another another element to just choosing classes, and I, I, my my real final takeaway just with course selection in general is just like take it seriously, um, try try to set yourself up for success. I I would say that I really. Spent a lot of time for heading into two all year, like while I, you know, during the summer, just like trying to strategize, like what to take and how to allocate my points over both semesters.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think it has paid off so far. So I think that's, that's just great. kind of my one takeaway.
1: Especially your, your because I know, like, there, that man. you took quite a number of classes. During oh, this the, year. Last,
0: last semester. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. That was tiring. That's why we really couldn't do this
0: podcast in fall semester, huh? <laughs>
1: Um, my final takeaway: It is a great idea to not overdo yourself. I think it is very tempting to want to cover a lot of topics that you're going to be uh, studying for anyway for the bar. And that makes a lot of sense, right? Um, and especially if you have the appetite for it, if you have the work ethic for it, full engines. Yeah, if
0: you got that dog in you,
1: go, yeah, for, uh, it. But, go um, for it. Go for it. One L year was quite stressful, and I don't want. I didn't want my two L year to be too exhausting. <laughs> Though right. somehow I I managed to make it a little exhausting. But um one really important thing for me was to just make sure that I'm not trying to overload myself. I'm trying to get a good balance where there's maybe like just one or two courses where I seriously need to academically engage in it. And then the other courses are a little more practical. Like some of the courses I'm taking now is advanced legal research. And that's also not like theoretically rigorous. Sure. Mm-hmm. As opposed to Commercial security (laughs) 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 transactions. But I think one of the important things in law school is to not only get a good education, but be able to balance that education with having Mm. a great experience, spending Mm. time with friends, recording podcasts, and to do all of these things before heading heading into the workforce. I agree. There's value in trying to give yourself some time to explore other things. Mm. Well stated. Yeah, well I feel like there's so many different ways we can approach law school course selections,
0: and just law school in general, right? Like, yeah, you know, because if you think about it, one all year you're just kind of herded together with your section. You don't really have much freedom or flexibility to do your own thing. Mm-hmm. Like, one all spring they give you a taste of that freedom, and then two all year, floodgates are open. You can shape your experience however you want. You can do as much or as little work as you really want. And so it's very interesting to see like how people's um, Experiences kind of diverge over time.
1: Definitely. And I see yeah. some of our friends uh, working really hard, participating in competitions, Ooh. doing really well. And, you know... The, Juggling that, a social that is, life on top of it. Yeah, that oh, is amazing. <laughs> you know that That is definitely, like, one of the lifestyles that people coming into law school eventually choose to have. Right. And uh, there are a variety of other ones, too. And I think one of the good things about our podcast is, is that it's going to highlight the less advertised, less well-known ways of approaching law school. Like podcasts. Like a podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Making time for a podcast. Yes. Trying out new things. Trying out
0: new things. That I think that's definitely something that I've also wanted to prioritize over my latter half of school, because I feel like we won't have that freedom or as much of a flexibility to do those kinds of things when you're in the workforce, you know. So I'm glad we have this opportunity to do so, you know. I think I just kind of wanted to touch upon just a few few um, less serious uh, tidbits before we kind of wrap, uh, wrap up episode one for the day. Uh, just like with spring semester versus fall semester, Evan, I remember we hung out a lot and uh, just were able to meet a bunch of different people during fall semester, right? There was just this newness mm-hmm. uh, in the air and just being in this different environment. How was... The social scene kind of adjusted for you in spring specifically of one year as opposed to fall
1: let me fumble back into the past to try to remember kind of dig a little bit what, what it was like it's surprising how it's less than a year ago but it feels like such a long time because ago. honestly
0: each year or each semester excuse me especially for first year felt like a year in itself
1: <laughs> i'm yeah. gonna keep it real <laughs> with you guys yeah oh wow like time dilation is real
0: it it really did like things were moving fast in the sense, like, oh, crap, we're already at finals, like, season. But then at the same time, like, just getting there also felt like a drag, so.
1: In a certain sense, if you want to live for a very, very long time. <laughs> Go to law just school. Just stay in law school. Well, you we have to take <laughs> in tech out, you know, stress kills. Remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but it's going to feel like a oh. law. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how my social scene was during spring semester as opposed to fall. Mm-hmm. School took a turn when when spring semester started oh
0: for sure and Mm -hmm.
1: yeah I could comfortably say that social life was not one of my priorities Mm -hmm. and I feel like generally speaking at least from my point of view it seemed like a lot of people were feeling more or less the same right Um,
0: I feel exactly I I feel like the novelty of social life in general kind of wore off you know people were settled into their quote-unquote groups you know mm-hmm. and I, I think you know like once the freshness of fall semester ended like going out quite often right you, you and I both you know were, we we both had a lot of fun I would say <laughs> and I feel like that was certainly not the case in spring <laughs> even though honestly I thought spring would be easier and that just slapped me right in the face harder socially Harder to get motivated academically. It's like, oh my gosh, we have to do this again.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I also think one of the big things was that in Chicago last year it was snowing until April. It was
0: snowing until April. It was nothing but gray skies for like two months straight. <laughs> oh man, it was I, no, it was I not didn't a fun think time.
1: That you know weather would have such a big impact on me. Right. You know, I oh, lived it, around in different places, and uh, California weather is nice. I always felt like California beautiful. weather was nice, but. I guess in a certain sense, I took it for granted until I came here. Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah. You take it. You take for granted the sun, right? Yeah. Like that seasonal depression. Oh, that hits. That's I will. Tough. I will be the first to tell you that. So take your take your vitamin D. <laughs> That's another <laughs> little bit of advice I have for you. Um, going to going to school in general <laughs> in the cold. <laughs> you laugh now, but I feel like I have been taking my vitamin D this semester. And granted. 2L well is not as stressful as four l But I feel better about myself. I laugh because I cannot agree more. Mm, you know? It's more like, a oh, he's right. Did you know <laughs> that there's a
1: difference between artificially made vitamins and whole food vitamins, whole food derived vitamins? How so? Well, their makeup is the same, mm-hmm. apparently. Right, like the, the, if it says vitamin C in an artificial vitamin and vitamin C and a whole food derived vitamin, yeah. then it's going to contain the same amount of vitamin C. But apparently... The amount of vitamin C we absorb from that pill we take is different. If it's whole food derived, uh, it's easier for our bodies to absorb. Apparently, I see. Uh, I recently switched to a whole food vitamin. You after know, reading about that. I but guess we
0: gotta. I gotta make a run after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta improve my intake. I don't think this is working well enough now that I think about it like that. You need mm. more vitamin C. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't take more pills. That's 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 bad. That's bad. You know, we we gotta. Put me on that after, okay? Okay, okay. I'll I'll give you a recommendation. Oh yeah.
1: I don't think I can talk about it here because then it'd be like an advertisement. Yeah. Free marketing. If you really want us to advertise, sponsor us. <laughs> we're we're always we're always open. We'll to will we'll take a vitamin sponsorship, you know? me. <laughs> our podcast that has nothing to do with vitamins. Exactly. But yes, we, we digress. <laughs> <laughs> what was our topic about?
0: Just about you know, <laughs> spring being
1: different. Spring, spring being, being different. different yeah yes. spring spring is spring different. is different Let, why don't we go over some of the takeaways from our episode some of the things that we touched on was how teaching styles can be very different mm-hmm. um, some classes do cold calling some classes don't and that naturally leads into our, our next point which was about some of the things we want to think about when we're choosing courses You want to have a good balance that fits your personality type. I think that's a huge takeaway. Balance. Mm -hmm. Yes. What are some other factors that our listeners could take into consideration as they're picking their courses? Put some thought into it. Time and time again, and we'll
0: continue to emphasize on this podcast, the concept of balance. You know, you want to set yourself up for future success in your future profession. But at the same time, you kind of have to look out for yourself too. Try to give yourself a day off during the week oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh
1: yeah oh yeah
0: don't go to school (laughs) five days for two l and three l here if possible i think you're gonna go kind of insane even if you only have to stay for like one class like the fact that you have to drag yourself to school and you only get two days away from that building two days away from the atrium oh my gosh i think
1: everybody would enjoy a longer weekend right (sighs)
0: That's, I think that helped you and me out, right? Yeah. <laughs> the long I mean, weekend. I'm having
1: four-day weekends right now. So right now. <laughs> this, is the, this is the life, man. And then lastly, just compared to fall, I think 1L fall was just a time where everyone's fresh. They're trying to get to know one another, yep. kind of figure out what this new environment is. And
0: you're all in the same boat of like from cold calls to like what the heck, how do you do, how do you write a practice exam?
1: a certain sense of camaraderie exactly and I think that you...
0: camaraderie fizzles a little bit in spring semester too right that novelty fizzles out yeah camaraderie fizzles out you kind of have to like dig deep in just kind of you know of course your friends your family they will be there for you but kind of have to dig deep <laughs> especially during the spring I will say
1: I think so too yeah. I think one else spring is also like the time when people slowly begin to realize that we're not we're all heading into different places exactly we're all here together exactly. in school now mm-hmm. but we're pointing towards different places.
0: Yes, and I, 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 one final thing I would like to add onto um, s- taking away like fall, spring, etc. Being at a being at like a graduate school in general, I think it's so hard not to compare your um, achievements or what you're doing to what everyone else is doing. Just focus on you. Focus on like what you came to, like what what what, what did you come to law school to achieve, like in terms of like location um whether you're doing pi public interest or big law or whatever try uh, and you know there's going to be people that get really prestigious positions even from 1l summer and of course 2l summer as well um and obviously you know you should be happy for your friends that like thrive but don't let that get to you in the sense of like comparing yourself and thinking you're not as good as them i think that's Possibly one thing that I could have done better at my one L spring, just kind of mm-hmm. focused on my own goals and not worrying about like what other people were doing or accomplishing. Especially since like a lot of my friends, a lot of our friends aren't even going back, to, aren't even going to California in the first place. So it's like comparing apples and oranges too, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that is definitely um, something that I like to emphasize. Comparison game will mess with your psyche, so don't don't try try to do your best to not let that get to you.
1: I think that's just a. A really good lesson that can be applied to no matter where, in life, school, work, anything. Yeah, focus on yourself. Focus on your happiness. Wow. and that'll get that'll get you far. You know, this podcast it just covers everything. Life, wow, we we are
0: we are not just boys at the atrium we are your life coaches come on now we're not boys we're bros we are bros excuse atrium me you're right code. this is not atrium boy code what am i talking about I was, <laughs> that doesn't sound that, that
1: definitely does not sound like something i want to be a part of exactly <laughs> atrium my fault my fault
0: my fault this is atrium bro code exactly these are the bros i mean he is my boy but at the end of the day this is the bros <laughs> <laughs>
1: Over time, we'll, we'll get better. We'll, we'll get better, you know.
0: The fact that I already forgot the name of the podcast. Oh my gosh! Just end me there, right? But all yeah, jokes aside, a yeah.
1: Great place to, for us to end our first episode. First episode.
0: Atrium Bro Code. ABC Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, happy Valentine's Day. Take it easy, guys. Peace out. Ooh. Oh yeah, peace out. <laughs>